Hello and welcome back to Torah Psych 101, where if you love Torah and you love psychology, this is the place for you. I'd like to wish a uh, special Mazel Tov to my son and daughter-in-law, Marin Rivka Lassen, on the birth of a baby boy. So let's get right into Harshas Toldos. How many times have you heard people say, to be honest with you, or the truth is, so when I hear people say, to be honest with you, or the truth is, these are are statements that people make, and it makes me think about how truthful these people really are, meaning if you have to say, to be honest with you, does that mean that they're usually not honest? Well, not always. Um, So in my profession, I generally spend most of my working hours listening to people, and I appreciate when people are honest with me, and I believe that they're going to benefit greatly from just being honest in the long run. And one of my favorite Gemaras that's uh, quoted in Gemara, the Gemara Brachos, it says that we should always train our our tongues to say that I don't know because maybe at some point somebody's going to grab onto your words and use them against you. So it, it generally sounds like a good idea to be truthful. So it's therefore ironic and intriguing that we have in this week's Parsha man who we know as like an Ish Emes. Yaakov Avinu was a truthful man. He continues this whole deceptive ruse by proposing, um, or it was something that was proposed by his mother, Rivka, in order to get the blessing, the bracha that was intended for his brother Esav. And it had to have gone completely against Yaakov's nature to follow through with the ongoing deception that he had to do of dressing up and wearing all this hairy clothing and smelling like Asaph, sounding like Asaph, acting like Asaph, it must have been pretty difficult. So I don't understand why it had to be done. Couldn't Rivka have just sat down and had a little chit-chat with Yitzhak and said, uh, you know, Yaakov really deserves the firstborn rights a little bit more than Asaph. And she could have argued that Esau didn't even appreciate it, and Yaakov's going to do much more for Klal Yisrael as a result. So let's just give it to, to Yaakov, and maybe Yitzhak would have listened. So why was the there such a big need for deception? Another thing is that contained in Yaakov's name is the reason why Esau was so upset, and he says that Yaakov was a trickster. He says, The famous words that was he then named Yaakov, so that he could trick me these two times. First he takes away my birthright, now he's taking away my bracha, my blessing. And that's Yaakov's name eventually is changed to Yisrael, but certainly he's known throughout his throughout the Torah until uh, you know later on in Sefer Bracious as by his original name Yaakov. Yaakov means trickery. <clears throat> so the question comes, when is a person allowed to lie? So there's a Gemara above Metziah that tells us that there are three times when a person can tell a little white lie, so to speak. And those are, A, if you're claiming that you don't know a Gemara and you really do, B, in matters of marital intimacy and privacy, and C, denying how well a host performed with their hospitality. This is basically to prevent people from hearing how amazing this host is or the hostess is and the accommodations were awesome because that'll cause people to flock to that person's home, and it will over- overwhelm them in the end. I'm paraphrasing, but this is what the Gemara says is the three items that uh, you're allowed to tell this little white lion. And additionally, there's a Gemara in Yuvamas that tells us there there are times where the Rabbanim allow us to be deceptive in order to uh, keep the peace. So the question is, were Rivka and Yaakov really 
just trying to uh, keep the peace. So if Yaakov Kamenetsky compares what's happening to um, in the Yaakov Anasov story with someone who tries to rob you and to deny you of the money that was yours, and even though you have lots of money in your pocket, you say, I don't have any money. That's kind of a lie because you do have the money, but you're telling the robber that you don't have the money. So Asaph, therefore, we could say was an imp- he was the imposter in this situation, in this story. He was trying to take what was rightfully Yaakov's. So therefore, Yaakov's actions by proxy were justified. So therefore, he's told that his name is going to be changed to Yisrael in the end, which contained, obviously, in the name of Yisrael is the word Yashar, which means to be Yashar, Yashar. You want to be straight and honest. And this indicates that Yaakov's actions, um, just by the changing of the name from Yaakov to Yisrael, were indeed uh, justified. And what's even more fascinating is that later on in Parshas Vayishlach, the Medrash tells us that Yaakov encourages Esav to go ahead of him to Har Seir, to Mount Seir. And Rebavo comments that there's nowhere in Tanakh where it says that Yaakov ever met Esav in Har Seir. So why would it say that uh, Yaakov met, um, was, was urging or was saying that, I'm going to meet you up in, in Har Seir? It seems like Yaakov is continuing the lie. Like, didn't he learn his lesson? This, is, this isn't even with his mother's uh, urging. He's just coming up with this on his own. However, and I'll use the cliche, the truth is, Yaakov was not lying. The Medrash brings the Pasuk from Avadya that says, and saviors will go up to Haratzion to judge the mountain of Esav. And this was the prophecy that will occur eventually in the times of Mashiach. So even though it wasn't something that was going to happen now, eventually it's going to happen, so it really wasn't a lie. So now we can understand what the intention was. And there's a fascinating Gemara in Avodah all Gemaras are fascinating, that says that if a Jew meets a non-Jew who asks him where he's going and the Jew is afraid that the guy's going to kill him, he's allowed to tell the guy a different location or a more distant location for the purpose of self-preservation so that he doesn't get killed. And now we can honestly, pardon the pun, or pun intended, uh, we can make sense out of this whole deception conundrum. A person's allowed to mislead another person, but not directly. And the way to do it is to allow the other person to misunderstand you like Yaakov did to Esav. That he would meet up with ya- with Esav, just not in this lifetime. So I want to take this idea a little, little further. In my training, I've learned how to spot a liar, basically. In children, it's pretty easy. But in adults, there's some tricks of the trade in spotting a uh, deceptive person. I'm not going to share them with you in this podcast. But I recently came across an article that was written in a publication called Frontiers in Psychology. And the first line of the article says that deception is thought to be more effortful than telling the truth. Again, deception is thought to be more effortful. I mean, it takes more effort than telling the truth. So I reread that statement a few times before continuing to read the article. And I'm not going to review the whole article because um, it's pretty long, but it's a worthwhile read. And the question percolated in my mind, though. It, is it really harder to deceive than just tell the truth? Why don't you just tell the truth? So it all depends on who you ask. When you're young and you're caught you're caught doing something, the knee-jerk reaction for a lot of kids is to just you know lie about it and say, I didn't steal the cookie from the cookie jar. But what happens when an adult tells a lie? So anecdotally, I could say that there are more cognitive processes that are activating when uh, when lying, such as feelings of guilt and shame and remorse and lots of other things, 
And countless numbers of clients I see tell me, I can't believe I'm telling you this. And as if this is like the first time that they're telling the truth. But it's not really the first time they're telling the truth. It's the first time they're telling something that um, makes a little makes the whole story make a little more sense. And this is a fascinating concept. And to see it play out is pretty gratifying for a psychologist. So maybe you'll be a little bit more self-conscious when you start saying, to be honest with you, or the truth is, or honestly. However you choose your words, always remember, though, to state your limits by practicing the three simple words of I don't know. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a guten Chodesh.